Hey, beautiful ladies. Welcome to Femme. I'm Kira Love, and together with Kimberly Wellman, we are Femme NWM. We are redefining, redesigning, and realigning business for women in a way where you can truly connect, create, feel, and embody the wildfire success that you desire. We will give you the real talk of building a business while guiding you through the new paradigm of high-level feminine leadership, energetics, and strategy so you can feel anchored in clarity, alignment, vision, and certainty. We will hold space for you to peel back the layers of conditioning and move safely with any shadows that you're ready to be transformed by your true light and personal power. So you can walk with purity, grace, magnetic energy, confidence, inner trust, and an elegant boldness that is authentic and captivating. We are here to walk with you as you return to your full expression of divine alignment so that you can truly create mission-driven impact that sets your soul on fire and an abundant income that continuously flows into your world. By having a seat at our table, cocktail in hand, you will calibrate to the frequency of our success structure and strategies as we unlock the keys to magnetic marketing, branding where your aura leads the way, and sales that feel effortless where your audience feels so eager and honored to do business with you. We are bringing fun and femme to how we do business. This is a world where the only thing you're selling is your genuine passion and purpose to the most aligned audience in the most high energy frequency that feels fresh, clean, and exciting. Babe, you are the magnet. It's time to let her out to play. Let's calibrate. Hello and welcome to episode three of Femme NWM. I am Kimberly Wellman and once again and joined by the incredible Kira Love today. We have an incredibly juicy episode lined up for you that we can't wait to dive into and it is all about bold desire and how it is the precursor to success. So Kira is going to kick off speaking into the energetics first and then I can't wait to dive into some personal stories and strategies that might help you break through some of the current limiting beliefs you're feeling inside of you so that you finish this episode feeling so aligned, energized, clear, and just excited inside your life and business. So Kira, excited to pass over to you. Mm, I get so excited when I hear that word clear, Kimberly, because clarity is so powerful and it is essential in collapsing time on our growth and evolution. Because when we understand where we are and we can see where we want to get to and we're clear on what's in the way of that being possible, then we create the most direct roadmap to where we want to get to. So I think there's going to be some serious aha moments today. When you let this subject land and the information we're going to share with you, you are going to see some serious magic unfold in your world. But before we dive into the topic of desire and learning how to dissolve our self-imposed blockages here, we first have to understand that life is a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
So what this means is whatever you believe about life with absolute certainty, whatever you're attached to in your beliefs is going to become you. So we calibrate to our beliefs, our beliefs about our identity, about what we believe we are worthy of experiencing and and calling into our world. So the manifestation of our reality is influenced so greatly by our energy and our thinking. What we think and feel about, we bring about is the same. So your reality is sent is essentially the physical expression of the storyline that we create and then we project, which then influences our behavior and our choices so that you cannot help but attract that outcome into your reality right? So if you think about it as an example, if you don't believe that you can win the game or at least enjoy the game, then you're not even going to get in the game, right? So your subconscious uh, or your conscious at times even will continually intervene because your innermost dominant thought will always become your outer most dominant reality. So clarity here is so incredibly important. Now, when I learned this, I was like, wow, this is, this is so powerful. We don't see the world as it is. I want you to let this land, right? We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. We see it from our perspective. And so our beliefs are not factual. They're not factual. They're simply projections that we made up that are a reflection of our internal world, so our beliefs and conditionings right up until now and our experiences and the evidence we look to validate all of that. So we think the world is projecting on us, but in fact the opposite is true, right? But what this means is we hold the power and I find that so fucking exciting because it means we are in control of our growth and our evolution, So I want to walk you through the process of how our thoughts and feelings become our reality because when we shine a spotlight, when we bring self-awareness, it's so much quicker and easier to dissolve those blockages. So the first thing that happens is we form beliefs and expectations about ourselves, about others, about events, um, about our business and our life in general. Now, some of these are conscious most of them are unconscious and many of them have been absorbed from the environment around us. So they're not even consciously chosen as ours. The next thing that happens is we begin to express those expectations and beliefs verbally or for the most part, non-verbally, right? So oftentimes they reside in our subconscious coding, but they drive our behavior unknowingly. Then what happens is the environment and the people around us adjust their behavior and their communication to match the messages and the frequency emission that we're sending out. Then our expectations and conditionings and beliefs become our reality, right? You become an energetic match. And the last thing that we do is this When we become an energetic match for our beliefs and conditionings, this gives us confirmation that strengthens and validates this fabricated belief that we've chosen or unconsciously chosen. And so this cycle continues on and on because we continue to look for evidence that validates that belief 
Remember, all realities exist all at the same time, so it doesn't mean it's factual, but you're collecting evidence that it is. And this compounds and expands that energy and outcome. And this is how conditionings become generational. So we have to do the work to heal this, not just for ourselves, but for our future generations. Now, when you think about it, like I'm sitting here thinking right now, uh, and I'm sure so many women on this call will resonate with me. When I think about my flavor, my conditionings before this business that I had to work through, that I was calibrating to, that were no longer serving me, they were belief codes like, I could never be like her. I'm scared to be too much. Um m- creating abundance and wealth. You have to work really hard for that. I'm not worthy of wealth. I don't know how to manage wealth. What will people think of me? Um, Who does she think she is? This is a big one. We're scrolling through social media. Have some self-awareness over how you feel in your body when you see another woman thrive. What is your belief and conditioning around that? Much of it will be unconscious, that trigger. Um, We all know someone who identifies with the story that I'm so unlucky. Unlucky things always happen to me, right? So you can imagine that these beliefs that we subscribe to are so powerful in shaping our reality. So we really have to be mindful of what we are aligning to. And we have to understand that we have power over these structures that we create and how they influence our energy projection and therefore what we're magnetizing into our world. So it gives us the awareness to transcend our negative self-fulfilling prophecies and it gives us the power to consciously choose structures that allow us to align with our true desires. So we have to become intentional. We have to ensure that the self-fulfilling prophecies that we choose are consciously led by self with clarity and with confidence and with real purpose. And I believe this is how we manifest the highest vibrational outcomes in our world. So I would have to say, Kim, that working on my limitations, and I've witnessed you do this over the years as well, but investing in ourselves is even more important than the work that we do on our business because our business is simply a mirror for where we are at in that growth and evolution. And it's a mirror for the limitations that we have consciously dissolved so that we can hit a new glass ceiling. Mm, Yes, absolutely. And I have so much evidence of this in my life and in my business over the last five years of playing in this space. And I think what really blows my mind here, uh, you know, hearing you talk about the subconscious is 95% of our behaviors are actually flowing from those subconscious patterns. So that means, right, we've got 5% within our self-awareness, within our conscious mind that we have the power to actually step into, and it has the power to recode that 95%, that 5% of focus each day really has been just created so many profound shifts in my own life. So to give you an example here, you know, when I first stepped into this business, 
I could feel myself getting the wheels in motion and I would always cap myself. I always felt that glass ceiling coming on me, you know, soon after maybe I hit a promotion or I did something and got some recognition. I was very good at deflecting recognition, deflecting compliments, and I actually felt quite awkward sitting in, you know, any recognition that I was receiving. The other thing that, you know, I had to do some work on was when I would get to those moments I would suddenly go, oh, it's all too hard now. And I was very good at self-sabotaging when things started getting good. I'd kind of go back to square one. So this was this was an exhausting time. And when I started opening my mind and my heart to the power of our subconscious mind and the, the power of our thoughts and our feelings and our beliefs and truly understood that our thoughts become things, um, the game changed for me. So what was lurking beneath the surface for me at that phase in my life and business was actually a fear of outshining other people, you know, worried that maybe if I shine too bright, people around me might feel less than, so it's better to just dim. So I was watering down my desires. I was watering down, you know, the wants and the needs that I had in my life and I was giving my, I suppose, my power away to conditionings from others. So it was a few different experiences. You know, I kind of grew up, I'm one of four girls and it was just that moment for me of I'm too scared to outshine anyone, right? You just fit in line. So creating a new story around that, creating new beliefs that, you know, if you're dimming to fit in, you're not actually going to inspire anyone and make a difference in your own life and the lives of others here. The truth is you don't inspire anyone by playing small in your own life, right? You don't get to make the kind of impact that causes a ripple effect in the world if you're just here to fit in and stay frozen in average. So when I owned my truth, when I shined a light on that shadow of a fear of outshining others, That is when I stepped into my magnetism and that's when I started co-creating with the universe. And it makes total sense, right, when we understand how a woman is hardwired to seek a feeling of safety through her relationships. Of course, you're going to subconsciously keep yourself small so that you feel relatable, so that you fit in. But just like you said, we can rewire that conditioning with a new story that still serves the many. So part of the coding that we need to overcome is the shame and guilt that has been conditioned into us around desire, around wanting to be more and to have more. I know for me, like I, I'm sure there's many versions of this, but I just remember that coding of be happy with what you've got Mm -hmm. as a child. And we don't understand how this imprint said over and over again, how much it's impacting our life today and the shame and guilt that is residing in our body around desire. So the goal is to release any of those conditionings that no longer serve and to come to a place of neutrality in our judgments about success. So Can you come to a place where you desire something just because you want to, just because it feels good, simply for your pleasure, without any justification or noble cause attached? You know, yes, I love the impact that my business creates. 
but I don't need to use that as a justification for my desire to create success, to create wealth. It doesn't have to make any sense outside of this just because I want to. Any story that you make up to attach to your desires is a story that is misaligned with your core truth that you are worthy just because you want to. And when we understand that abundance is always present, it is always available to us, we don't create the abundance and me having more does not create less for you. There is abundance here for everyone. What we create are the limitations in our ability to access it. And one of the ways we do that is we downsize our own dreams to fit in. So we have to be very conscious of these paradigms that we choose to sign up to or for the most part unconsciously sign up to. In my world, it's a conscious choice. In my world, success is inevitable because the world my friends are creating for themselves, failure is not an option. Struggle is not an option. Playing small is not an option. And anyone who judges you for living in your light and for standing in your personal power and claiming your worthiness only reflects their limitations and their work to do. And their judgments are their desire to create safety in their own bodies. And you shape shift and you absorb these beliefs to fit into someone else's narrative of what they believe is safe and right. And this is something I did for so many years. My, my innermost dominant thought was, what will people think of me? Is it perfect enough? Is it good enough? What will people think of me? And I shape-shifted my entire reality constantly to fit other people's beliefs and expectations. And it was fucking painful. Mm. <laughs> so it's really helpful to bring in a self-awareness practice here to really assess what beliefs are yours Where are you condemning and shaming yourself and where are you condemning and shaming others? Because we cannot attract what we are subconsciously condemning. So if you're flicking through Instagram and you judge a woman because of the new handbag or car or home or holiday that she's purchased, then you are always going to block abundance from coming into your world because subconsciously you have a story around that being shameful. And that's where as well, you know, I'm just, you just took me back there because very early on in your journey in this business, I was so triggered in your presence, right? And to the point, and I've shared this publicly before, but five years ago when my life really sucked and I was in pain and I was playing the victim and having my own pity party, I was watching you, Kira, and I was like, unfollow, you're way too shiny (laughs) for me. And isn't it funny that when I came into this, one of the first beliefs that I had to work on was that fear of outshining others. So, you know, sometimes when we have these desires as well, they can almost feel a little sinful, sinful, They can feel Mm. almost like a little bit unholy, which is just crazy, right? Because as you said, they are yours. Your desire is true because it is yours. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to have that, the need to prove or validate them, right? Be comfortable with them, I think, as well. Being a little bit uncomfortable at first with the desire. Mm -hmm. And you just touched on something there that is so powerful, When we calibrate to the wisdom that receiving is equally 
spiritual to giving. Mm-hmm. I want you to let this land, like really take this in and witness yourselves in your triggers and conditionings here. Receiving is equally spiritual to giving. And when we understand this truth and we claim it as our truth, we collapse time on our healing and growth. This is honestly, I have to say, one of the biggest blocks that I see women in our business create for themselves in business, their ability to receive. But this will always match your manifestation potential, right? Because again, you're not going to attract things that you are subconsciously condemning. So can you allow yourself to arrive at the truth that you're in business to serve and be served? Like, can you genuinely bask in that knowledge that you get to be served by your business? You get to receive abundance through your service. It's equal energy exchange. And the sooner you can equilibrate the coding that you should be happy with what you've got or you shouldn't outshine or you're not worthy of more, the sooner you align to this beautiful divine worthiness and you can start calling in that abundance that I believe we are all born to experience. And if we can, I genuinely believe, Kim, and I I know you would agree with this, I believe that if we can be more, it's our responsibility to be more. If we can have more, then it's our responsibility to have more. Because the more that you create for yourself, right, the more that you have, the more you have to help humanity with. You can't serve fully from a self-suffering place. So it's not only your birthright, but it's your responsibility. And I know for me that in creating more wealth, I have been able to help my family. I've been able to serve my community from a place of pleasure and choice because I'm not in survival mode right? So many of the services I do are just because I want to, just for the emotional revenue of it, because I have the mental capacity and the financial capacity to think beyond getting through next week, which was my existence eight years ago. So the power of learning to embody this frequency that you get to serve and be served by your business It also helps you create that business we've spoken about in the first two episodes, one that sustains you with that continual resurgence of energy so that you can stay in overflow. So remember, the feminine needs to feel supported in order to flourish. And when we're in that energy space, we get to give even more because we have more capacity. So we have to create that universal support so that we can radiate, so that we can thrive. And if you don't allow life to support you, you will continually diminish your own vitality and magnetism. I think what's really beautiful to touch on here as well is, you know, when we become one with our soul, our mission, our desires, that is when we become unstoppable and we really elevate that next level of personal power within ourselves. And that is self-unity, right? Becoming one with self. So sometimes when we don't fully own our desires, we can try and prove their validation by wanting approval from others. So watch where you're trying to prove and who to, right? Maybe you're trying to prove to your social media audience. Maybe you feel like you need to, to prove it to be able to accept it and receive it. And this is where you get to call on courage. 
where you do you, right? You're not asking for permission for your desire to be true. It's true because it is yours. So just, you know what, what when I heard this line here, it just opened up so much freedom and self-expression in me. And the quote is, some people won't understand your pure desires, what you stand for, and the unique, unique new ways of you doing things. But there's an entire world of women who do. And we do inside mm. this new paradigm, right? So some, some journaling tips that really helped me, I guess, work through the purity and the ownership of the desires that I had, you know, desires for business, wealth, relationships, impact, service, all of the things. Who is the person or the people who you feel your desires are just too shiny for, right? There's always one or a couple of people that are actually on your heart and mind that you're feeling this impurity is going to flow from. And shining a light on the people within your life is incredibly powerful. This action alone, this activity alone is so freeing, just getting it out of your head and putting it on paper. And as we see through them, we start to see their conditionings, right? And that's when we release the judgment and the blame that they are the ones holding us back from truly stepping into ownership and activation of that desire. They're not the ones holding you back. You are the one Mm -hmm. holding you back. And that takes incredible self-resourcefulness and self-awareness. So is your desire to be understood or authentic? Because you decide whether you choose to rise. It's those daily choices of rising. And when you shift from trying to become, you know, I don't know, holy, when you shift from trying to become holy in their eyes to rising into your authentic truth, that is when the elevation happens on such a deep level. So you can make decisions from that pure desire or guilt and shame. And there's a very big difference to the outcomes. Mm, And that's where you're really standing in, in your divinity too. Like that's the crazy part about that. We avoid it because we think it says something shameful about us, but it couldn't be more opposite. So I encourage you wholeheartedly. I challenge you to be really bold in this to really stop watering down your desires because you think that you should be humble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, we really have to clean up this energy so that we can calibrate to a new glass ceiling. When I came to realise that this self-sacrifice that was leading my life that I felt so proud of, it actually was not sexy at all. It was not attractive at all. And you know what, it may have served us to fit in for a time. It may have created a feeling of safety when we were children, but we're grown ass women now and it's time to step into our personal power and do the healing work so that we can heal future generations. I know when I think about being a mother, a leader of two girls, what beliefs and conditionings do I want them to lean into? Do I want them to, do I want to pass down to them? So we have to assess what beliefs are ours and which ones we are absorbing from others. And the belief culture that is no longer serving us that we should be playing small, like that's some kind of noble thing to do because it's not serving the greater good. 
this tall poppy syndrome that we have, you being small makes other people feel safe and it's no longer about your safety and it's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to be the greatest, most expanded version of you, to be a light for others, for our daughters, to heal and to to expand so that we can inspire others to calibrate to us. So your unconscious choice to lean into self-deprivation is not making the world a better place. It's actually limiting it. So one of the greatest mindset tools I have is extreme ownership and responsibility and self-awareness. And this understanding that I've cultivated over time that just because we believe something doesn't make it true has allowed me to really step outside of myself and analyze my beliefs and where they've come from and which ones are serving me now and which ones I'm ready to transform without shame or guilt or judgment, right? So these emotions that we lean into, they're actually really selfish. They're self-suffering, low-frequency emotions that we are addicted to. So as you do this self-awareness, I call you to do it from a frequency of possibility, not guilt or shame. And the other leadership superpower I encourage you to lean into is understanding that there actually is no wrong or right. There is no wrong or right beliefs. We all get to choose our own truth. They're all valid. All perspectives exist all the time. And I just encourage you to be really conscious of what you are choosing because every decision we make influences our trajectory in life and every choice is either going to align you or misalign you with the highest reality. So when we choose consciously to create the structures that support our desired identity, that support our desired reality, then we get to be the driving force of creating the future that we truly do desire. And you know what's crazy? <laughs> I've realized that we unconsciously control a limited outcome because we fear success. For most of you on this call, you actually fear success more than you do failure because we fear the things that our body hasn't experienced before. So if we don't know what it's going to feel like, we don't know if we're going to be able to hold it, there is a natural fear and um, self-sabotaging pattern there that resides in our body. But the truth is restricting a limited outcome is actually so much fucking harder than letting life be limitless. This was the old existence I used to live in, constantly monitoring myself, constantly monitoring what I said, if it was perfect, if I was aligning, I would shapeshift and align to the people in my world, right? And it was a fucking painful living existence, right? To be in this constant structure of what will people think of me, it was so draining, and this resistance we create for ourselves, it's like the handbrake that we put on our own growth and evolution. And it's painful to our core. It's resistance, right? And being half of ourselves is so much harder than welcoming and celebrating this fullest expression of our whole self. So life is so much more effortless for me now that I've realized these conditionings. And now that I've realigned to my soul's potential, life is 
there's just this effortless flow. There's this beautiful surrender, which creates flow. Surrender is necessary to create momentum. We have to take that handbrake off and we need to trust our desires and that our desires are leading us. And we need to learn to walk with those hell yeses so that we can create the life that we truly desire and the success in our business. Mm, Yes, I love that. And again, I was taken back as you're sharing that. When I was being half of myself, it was playing small, it was ignoring the desires and it was so restricting and exhausting and confusing and that feeling of suffocation, that's that's what it was playing that I think, you know, half the game. When we do step into our full self, right, there's a state of growth and evolution. It's that journey of becomingness and This is where, and hand on my heart, oh my goodness, you master that complete freedom in your self-expression. That's where the energy starts to go through the roof and the certainty and the clarity and the focus. So I love that you touched on that. Something that came up for me then as you were sharing as well is what I also want to remind you is healing. Ladies, sometimes we can feel the need that we need to completely heal before we move though. So it's walking with that fear. And I'm just speaking from a place today of, you know, those of you that are wanting to work on your emotional intelligence. Some of you, yes, there is genuine, you know, trauma and shadow work that you do need that extra support with. But for those on the call today that are here just to really up level that emotional intelligence, I can't express to you how fast things start to move in your life when you really start to harness this. But another um, point that I just want to make here is, you know, it does feel uncomfortable when we're moving with fear, but it is safe because I truly believe that all emotion serves us in a very, very intentional way. So, you know, as you were saying, as we start to move through that void and that contrast, you know, One strategy that I want to give you ladies when you feel yourself, you know, just feeling in a state of just resistance and fear, let fear be your friend. Just let it activate you in the most beautiful way. And I have an acronym for this. I love acronyms and it's fear, F-E-A-R. And when you catch yourself in that moment, F stands for acknowledge the feeling, right? And know that to create a new feeling, it just starts with a new thought in that moment. Simplify this for yourself and choose a new thought that is going to be more empowering than the one that's trying to take you down the rabbit hole right now. That E stands for emotion, right? And this is where if you choose that new thought, it's going to activate that feeling which then activates that new emotion in you. And this is that energetic frequency. The A, that stands for aligned action. This is the next secret recipe to creating success here. When you've worked on the feeling, you've worked on the emotion, you will then take more aligned action in a resourceful state that is aligned to your future and your vision over your fears. What happens then when we've got beautiful thoughts, feelings, emotion, and action? Results start to flow. So keep that one in your back pocket as a little strategy when you catch yourself in a moment of fear. Fear is always here to serve you. What could this really mean? And how can you shift into a state of empowerment? 
Mm, I love that. Well, I'm going to say it one last time. Your desire is the precursor for your success. And when we understand that creating wealth is simply the amplification of our authentic self, then it's something that you will be excited to move towards and lean into. Because the more we create for ourselves, the more we get to live in alignment with our values. For me, having that financial freedom, it means that I need I can be a more present mum. I get to work on my health values. I get to create adventure in my life. I get to do a lot of service and con- contribution. I have never felt more aligned with my authentic self. So manifesting your desires is the amplification of your authentic self, who you were born to be. And when we understand that desire drives our evolution, our soul's purpose to evolve towards our potential relies on desire. Without desire, we do not evolve as a human race. So it is necessary, it is holy, it's not a sin, It's potent and I believe it's that beautiful divine gift from God to ensure that we continue our growth and evolution. And without that desire, we would simply be standing still. So when we understand that our desires are good for us, when they're good for me, when they're good for you, when they're good for the world, and when they're good for now and later, then they are pure. And that's a beautiful self-assessment that you can do if you're feeling unsure are these desires good for me? Are they good for the world? And are they good for now? And am I going to feel good about those later? Because if the answer is yes, then they are for you. And any story outside of that is misaligned with your core truth. So Kim, we've worked on our desires, but the next self-imposed block that we see women feeling challenged with in our world is their ability to receive. Mm, Yes, this has been a big one for me, as I say, with this big grin on my face right now, because, oh, wow, this has been such a huge journey for me. And I actually, I want to start off this just by sharing two personal experiences of myself, like me just being really vulnerable with you ladies today, of where I was really shutting down that receiving energy in my life and the moment that I took ownership of it and then, you know, created the, the power and the, the beautiful posture and the confidence and the impact in the business that I have today. But I had, you know what, I was closing off behaviours uh, from a feeling of sacrifice. That was the first, you know, conditioning that I had and I've got a story around that for you. And in order to receive, right, I must give. So it was that energy of sacrifice always had to come first before I was worthy of receiving anything. And then I also had, um, you know, in the background going on just a feeling of just being so unworthy of that next level of abundance in my life. And I had a lot of limiting beliefs and conditionings around that. So the two of those like working hand in hand, it got me to a place in life where I was feeling so trapped and capped and just out of my depth and life just felt so hard and exhausting. But both of these journeys and experiences, they've been incredibly big for me in life. Yes, I've had so many face down moments from them, but I can also look back now with so much gratitude because they have just been two of the greatest shifts in my life 
And when I shifted, things started moving very, very fast for me. So before we go forward with some of the teachings that I want to share with you today, I've just, I've got so much evidence in my life of how incredibly potent they are, but I just want to go backwards with you first to give you a little bit of context. So one of the big life experiences that um, triggered that feeling of sacrifice for me and really saw me close down that receiving field was actually when I became a mother. And I shut down that receiving mode during that season. And I won't go into too much private detail with you, but just picture this. It was within a 19-month period, I lost my dad really suddenly We were a very close-knit family and he was actually my best friend and I had a super close connection with him. So I was at six months pregnant. Uh, We had to have my dad's funeral. I had to get up and, you know, give a speech. I then gave birth to my first daughter four months later while I was grieving and I also found out some very heavy news for me personally that had me questioning a lot in life. We opened up a traditional business to try and create some more freedom and abundance. And then I gave birth to a set of twins. So this is all within 19 months, right? So some beliefs that I had created, I had a massive fear of loss. If things get too good, then maybe something bad might happen. And that really stemmed more so from my dad's passing because we'd only celebrated um, our engagement party. I was pregnant. We'd bought our first home and we were at such a high time in life when it just felt like the rug was pulled out from underneath us and I was just in this state of just massive loss and sadness. So the loss also flowed over into my personal identity and, you know, we'd kind of gone from just Ben and myself to a family of five within 19 months and with that I felt like I had given up my identity to be a mum. Now I love being a mum, right? There is no greater honour and I am so proud to be a mum. It's my life's purpose and I feel so much contentment around it but I also felt like I had lost a part of myself. I needed to sacrifice a part of myself to really own that identity. So there was resentment, right? And resentment always, sacrifice always leads to resentment. So I clung in this energy, I guess some behaviours that were really showing up for me were perfection and control, thinking that those things would bring me massive certainty, right? It's a human need that a lot of us women crave. It is certainty. Yet those two things, perfection and control, they are the furthest thing from certainty because you will never get them if they're in the driver's seat. So this energy, this behavior, it was showing up inside my relationship, right? I was allowing my mothering energy to be very controlling, which is that masculine energy. I believe that there's a part of motherhood where there is just so much doing and action and grinding for others and we can just show up in rigid schedules and get shit done. It's that masculine energy. But I didn't know how to step out of that. I became addicted to that 
that control and it was flowing into the relationship that I had as well. And I was always leaning in, but I wasn't leaning out with trust for others to take the lead. And that really dimmed for so many years. And I'm saying years here, this wasn't just a few weeks or months, this was years. It dimmed that playful energy, that feminine energy within me. And I closed myself off in so many different ways. So this showed up in, yes, my relationship. It showed up in how I was feeling personally as a woman. It was showing up in my parenting. It was showing up in our traditional business and it was showing up in our finances, right? I was overgiving in areas and not being willing to receive. I had a very rigid mindset and I was avoiding things. I was avoiding energy, strategy and structure because it was all too hard. And I also had a story that some of those things are just a man's job, right? So I buried my head in the sand when times got tough. And it was that mentality of who's coming to save me, like who's coming to fix this for me, instead of being that resourceful woman that knew how to pivot, right? I just stayed stuck. And the compounding effect of that meant that we found ourselves really caught between a rock and a hard place financially and in business. So there was stress in the home, there was stress in parenting, there was stress in business, there was stress in finances and there was stress in myself and it was fucking hard. But it was in losing myself during those times that I found myself. It was in hitting those dark moments that the lightness started to appear. And I always believe that, you know, in the darkest of moments comes the brightest of opportunity if we are prepared to see them. So it was actually a few years in to that season and cycle that I said yes to joining you, Kira, inside of this business that we're now part of. And I absolutely just felt so at home in just making a decision, making a new choice that, you know what, for things to change, I had to make a change. So I felt safe inside this beautiful profession and this beautiful company and this beautiful community. But it really did take me, I think, a good 18 months to get going and really own myself and this business in this space. Because when I came in, it was those conditionings and those beliefs that I was attached to. And that carried over into this space because I was doing life purely from desperation and lack and from a place of overgiving. So I had massive issues with receiving and selling. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking now when we talk about be conscious of the paradigms you choose to belong to, there's this popular belief culture that in order to be a good mom, then it comes with lots of sacrifice. You should be self-sacrificing. But I believe the opposite is true. I, I know I sure as hell became a better mom when I stopped putting everyone before my needs. When my cup is full, I go into overflow. And even my children have said to me, mom, you're so much happier. You don't yell as much anymore. <laughs> so you know you're on the right path. And and when we think about the conversations we've had up until now about how the feminine brain is wired and the different hormones and chemicals that we release through different activities, 
when you realize that living and working in receiving mode is exactly how you ditch the burnout and the overworking and it's exactly how you manifest the results that you do desire but with ease and grace and speed and flow these when you receiving mode is what stimulates oxytocin so receiving mode is a state of being where you tap into and activate your feminine energy and this is how we balance the masculine and the feminine energy within us and within our business now one of the things I think is important to, to point out here is mothering is actually masculine energy. We think that that's the feminine, but this is why so many women, they lose the play and they become inflexible and rigid. And I guess what well, I can say for myself, a duller version of myself when I became a mom, certainly a richer version in my being and much more wisdom and all of those things, but I lost the joy and the play. And it's because I was existing in masculine masculine energy all day, the doing, the task, the driving, the leading, the directing, right? So being in receiving mode helps us to balance these energies back out. When we can live from a space of joy and pleasure and bring in that beautiful celebration of life, it means that we welcome more of it into our life and body. So we have to relearn. It's something that we used to do with ease, but relearn that ability to follow our joy and to follow our inspiration. And when you're living in this frequency, you can't help but feel successful, which in turn attracts more success because what you celebrate celebrates you. But we have to let it be easy. We have to welcome it. And there's a simple analogy I will put here, and I remember for myself, Kimberly, and I've certainly watched you grow through this as, as well. But if your friend landed on your doorstep right now in this moment and they had a beautiful, abundant gift for you just because, no other reason, are you able to just open your arms and receive it with a thank you? Or do you feel triggered? Do you feel this coding within you rise up where you need to reject it? Kimberly, you look a little bit triggered yeah, over there. There was an awkward pause there for a moment <laughs> that we had to stop, but you did trigger me then. And so let's let's do this of, as live coaching, right? Because I'm in that moment and there is part of me that just wants to retract and feel that what do I need to now give them to mm. make sure there is that equal exchange of energy. And then the other side of me is I can sit in that beautiful moment of receiving, but obviously there's there's two energies that I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And which one is your core truth and which one is a conditioning that you've absorbed? And can you just simply surrender and let it be easy? Because maybe the energy exchange is just your presence in their world. Mm, yes, it's me being me, right? So there's this part of us that wants to receive, right? But we keep creating these resistances consciously and unconsciously. And it's because of those silent conditionings throughout our life that as women, we should resist receiving, that it's not safe to receive. It's actually safer to reject love, to reject gifts, to reject offerings and opportunities. So much so that even when a trusted friend does an act of kindness, we have difficulty in receiving with a simple thank you. 
And not only that, but we reject the love offering. I know I've been in circumstances where I've put a lot of thought and time and effort into some kind of gift or energy exchange. And then when my friend rejects that because of their inability to receive, it's really disappointing. So I think, you know, in this moment for me right now, this is this is so good. I'm on the spot being triggered with you live <laughs> on a podcast. But this is where we have that beautiful awareness of rewiring our beliefs and our conditionings. It's not a one-time thing, right? I've been doing this work for many years and still right now, I can catch myself in this moment. I can feel that resistance building up within me and I can shine a spotlight on it, right? Shine a spotlight. What does this really mean for me right now? And how can I create a new thought and empowering belief around it? I am worthy to receive. Mm, resistance is the way. Lean into it. And um, and I want to add to this that the feminine energy state is incredibly magnetic. And in order to be in receiving mode and this beautiful muse for creation, that's one of my favorite I am statements right now. I am a muse for creation. But first we have to learn to do this self-regulation, to regulate our energy and our nervous systems that receiving is safe. It is safe to receive. When we do this work, we can move our brain and our body out of survival mode. Remember where you don't feel safe, you will subconsciously sabotage. So that's why the healing work is so important, but we heal through feeling by doing the work. So again, maybe a beautiful little strategy to add in here, and this is certainly something that I'm going to do, is maybe there's some beautiful journaling around 100 reasons why it is safe to receive. Right? That is another beautiful strategy for recoding the subconscious, recoding the beliefs. And then to add to this as a practice, practice consciously living in your feminine energetic body because pleasure is grounded in the feminine energy and it requires you to be present. It requires you to be connected. You have to be in the moment and relaxed and balanced in your body. And exuding this energy of pleasure from your purpose allows you to exist in the frequency of abundance. You are, when you are enjoying your business and your life so much that you are living in celebration of it, you're going to attract more of those things because your energy is your currency, right? So doing this healing and reclaiming and activating this beautiful feminine energy allows us to practice being more in pleasure, which drives up that oxytocin chemical, which drives up our radiance and our magnetism. And when we can return to this, we activate our parasympathetic nervous system. So when we slow down, when we play, when we invite love and joy and receiving and being in our creativity, these are all feminine energies, our nervous system calms down and we are much more inviting in our energy. Not only do we, are, we enjoy ourselves more, we enjoy our businesses more and everybody enjoys being in our space a whole lot more too. So we have to gift ourselves with this slow down. We have to arrive in the moment where we can tap into pleasure and shift into receiving mode. It's in the little things, right, when we slow down. So don't just drink the coffee in the morning. Taste the coffee. 
Don't just go for a walk in the sunshine, bask in it. If it starts raining, play in the rain and really just immerse in the pleasure and the beauty and the magic of life. Don't just watch the sunrise, witness the sunrise. These are all feminine energies. And what's so interesting here is when we do our best work, right, we enjoy it and that's when it feels most effortless for us as women. But for a lot of women, when they, when they do their best work, they actually can feel that that is quite hard to receive money from that. And that's, that's the beliefs from the old paradigm. And that's the duality that we really have to walk with, especially when we're carrying a lot of that feminine energy that you're talking about, Kira, of nurturing and caring and, you know, building relationships. And a lot of women don't go the full, the full tilt and show up with the certainty in sales and business and receiving because they are feeling guilty for receiving, right? Because it's come from a state of ease and almost like it's feeling effortless and fun. And because it's just an innate feeling of ease for them to serve and be a light for others. Yeah, well, it's that conditioning that in order to have abundance, you have to work hard, right? I was certainly raised with that conditioning that you had to work hard. It couldn't be easy. (laughs) And that's one of the energy states that I really work on is let it be easy. All possible realities exist all at once. So why not let it be easy? Why not let it be enjoyable? And when we understand the law of attraction and we understand the law of vibration and how these two interplay and create our reality, then it makes total sense that it does get to be fun. It does get to be easy. And when we master existing in this beautiful, receptive feminine energy and our nervous system gets to be regulated in this energy space and we're grounded in our feminine energetic body, we move into this magnetic state. This is the foundation for magnetizing and manifesting your desires faster without burnout. And this is the power of the feminine that we need to return to. Experiencing pleasure reduces stress. It creates balance between our masculine and feminine. It eases that nervous system. And these are all positive effects so that we can focus, so that we can be more productive, so that we can influence our trajectory, not just in our business, but the profound effects in all areas of your life, especially your relationships. Like this deep work is so, so worthy. So it's important to do the unsexy work, to create this safety around pleasure and receiving and to make the feminine energy within you feel safe again so that you can elevate that beautiful frequency emission that is attracting your reality. And above all, it really comes down to learning that self-trust. And this is what we're changing in the new paradigm, right? Can you Imagine a world where we all get paid for what feels the most aligned and effortless to us. Like, can you imagine the kind of freedom we'd have? Because this is what we've created, right? And so many others inside this beautiful profession and in the online world, this is what we're really pioneering in this new space. So, you know, just go there for a moment. If you were paid more than you could imagine, for doing the thing that comes most easy to you, that energizes you, that lights you up so that you have the mind space 
to focus and learn and continue to grow where you want to keep on elevating in your life, then there would be space for everything, right? And that's what we're so passionate about here. That's what we're doing. And I think a beautiful part of this is open, honest, authentic conversation around this, around the shadows, around the light work, around the quantum field, around, you know, being that your own attraction magnet within your own life, because it's amazing how fast things shift and abundance flows when you get this. And that's what I said before, I have so much evidence in my personal and professional life where these beautiful spiritual laws of the universe, they freaking work. So a couple of beliefs that I really had to clean up that I just want to share with you as we come to the end of the podcast today and that helped me become more self-resourced in my life. I just want to share them with you in case they stir something within you. So a fear of loss, as I said that I had, is a reminder of love and inspiration. A new personal reality in life and a new identity is an expansion of who you are, not a loss of self. Control and perfection means you're not willing to grow, right? This is where we get to pull that mask back and just fall in love with progress and movement and authenticity. I feel so free when I embody all parts of my personalities, right? Sometimes we can feel that we have to have all of these different hats and we have to have a different one on at different times. And, you know, when we put ourselves into boxes, things really don't flow from sharp corners. So it gets to be one beautiful energy. I am responsible for my own love and joy and self-worth. You can only give at the level that you will receive. Mm-hmm. I she's she's laughing at me now. I like that one. I anchor into my queen energy of worthiness. So where I found my certainty in those uncertain dark moments was really getting ahead of the noise and the doubt and the overwhelm and the second guessing. And becoming laser focused on my vision, my beliefs and my thoughts, right? It truly is the simplicity of thoughts and beliefs and being aware of those conditionings that we've spoken about in this episode today. So when life feels a little bit messy, right, step ahead of it. You get to live your life in a way that you want to tell the story in hindsight. I knew in those dark moments that this was going to make for an incredibly powerful story one day that would not only serve me but other women because I truly believe that our greatest challenges and our pain can absolutely be someone else's survival guide and I love that I have learned how to wrap a mission and a business around being me and helping others through different life experiences. So a couple of affirmations that I want to finish with, again, maybe they might stir something within you and might form part of the new thoughts and beliefs that you're really ready to create. I get to be the aligned, grounded, purposeful woman. I get to be the playful and confident mum. I get to be the divine goddess to my husband. 
I get to be the bold business owner who is sure of where she is going and the impact that she is making. I get to be healthy, free and fun every step of the way. It gets to be easy and light and effortless. I get to receive an abundant check of money that it comes to me in both expected and unexpected ways. Mm, and I get to do it just for fun and just because I want to. Ooh, boom. <laughs> <laughs> are we ending on that note? I think we are. So we have had so much fun today. There's been so much in this conversation. And as always, we love hearing your takeaways, your light bulb moments, your aha moments. And what I can't wait to hear is some of the the new thoughts and beliefs that you're choosing to recode within yourself starting from now, right? Once again, it's doing the work, it's moving, it's taking action in your life, walking with these fears, walking with the shadows. We don't need to pause and freeze and come to a standstill and try and do all of this this inner work and putting our vision and our dreams on hold. I think there's a beautiful dance between gratitude of where you are now and desire. This is the year to fall insanely in love with you and your business. If you're ready to come and play in this frequency with us, subscribe to our podcast and email for behind the scenes business calibration keys. Join our private Facebook group and come and connect with us on Instagram. We'd love to hear what landed for you in this episode. And if you feel this might serve another woman who is ready for this message, we're excited to welcome her into this new paradigm too.